Bibliotherapy with State Library Victoria is a unique podcast series that offers you respite and comfort via the healing power of great stories. This series is brought to you by bibliotherapist Dr Susan McLean and State Library Victoria. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you could join me for the last episode in Season 2 of Bibliotherapy with State Library Victoria. Coming up, I'll share a story. Enid Blyton has a lot to answer for. And the poem, The Call. Bibliotherapy with State Library Victoria is a collection of all sorts of poems and stories read aloud to offer comfort and a way to dwell more deeply with our experiences. My name is Susan McLean and over many years I've studied written about, spoken about, and run bibliotherapy groups to support people through life's challenges and the experiences of being human. To think about joy and how finding joy supports us, I'll read you a story called Enid Blyton Has a Lot to Answer For, written by Blaise Van Heck. In... The Road to Trofamador is Bathed in River Water. Published by Busy Bird Publishing. It's the last chapter in the book, with each chapter exploring Blaze's gypsy childhood. This last chapter takes Blaze away from her gypsy childhood into the world, hanging heavily with the expectations of others on how she will now live her life. In these podcasts, I'll be reading slowly, savouring each word and providing space between the words. After the end of the story, I'll stop for a short pause to allow us to dwell quietly for a moment in the space the words and images create. You can control how long you pause for. So, relax, settle back, and let yourself listen. Over the long, hot summer, I dreamed of secret societies and clubs and new girlfriends. I read and reread my handful of books while I cooled my toes in the river. Mama said that next year I would be going to boarding school because she didn't know enough to teach me anymore. Back in Melbourne, I packed a bag that would take me to another life where shoes were mandatory and I had to brush my hair every day. Not just brush it, but actually wear it up in a ponytail or plait. Luckily, I was good with plaits. On my first day at boarding school, I stood in the doorway of the room that was dominated by four single beds. Two heads lifted as I entered and I walked straight for the empty bed under the window. I couldn't understand why this one hadn't been taken. That night, I learned why. The windows of the hundred-year-old building shook and rattled 
the ghost of Nellie Fitchett, wandered the corridors at night, while young girls from all over the globe shared ghost stories in their darkened rooms. Shadows passed by our room, showing through the strip of light under the door, and the wind moaned in the tower. This tower was home to Nellie, who, according to legend, swan-dived from its window to a splattered death on the concrete three storeys below. The real story was that she died from meningitis. As Mama would say, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I'm not sure what I expected from this adventure. After reading every single Enid Blyton book, I thought it would be something different. But it wasn't all bad. 100 girls gathered in the dining room at 6pm. It was dinner time, or tea time as someone called it, though I saw no sign of tea. We stood obediently behind our chairs, heads bowed, while someone, a mistress, said grace. I tried not to stand out in the crowd. Each table took turns to line up for the buffet food. Curried shrimp in volivants. I don't think I had ever had curried shrimp before, and it tasted pretty yuck. After tea, my tummy felt off, and I had to hug the toilet for most of the night. I didn't want to ever eat curried shrimp again. At seven, the clamouring of a bell woke me through a croaky loudspeaker, demanding that we rise and start our day at the Methodist Ladies' College. I couldn't say that this was better than being woken up by kookaburras. It was a routine that I repeated for six years. I kissed a boy in Year 9 at the dance, held in our gym with our brother school, Carrie. He had braces and we pashed for most of the night while our chaperones looked on. Our one and only date was on a Friday night where we met under the clocks at Flinders Street Station. We didn't see much of the movie due to more pashing. I decided there was no longevity in this relationship because my lips were shredded from his braces. I was never unhappy in this Enid Blyton world because I was unable to be anything other than happy. I was born sunny side up. But I learned early on that it doesn't pay to be exuberant and diligent and good. Well, it is in the eyes of the teachers. But the power of the pack is much more forceful. Therefore, it becomes necessary the survival to rein in these qualities for fear of recrimination. It has taken me almost 30 years to regain the things that I tamed in those six years. Each year I have returned to Trofamador to say hello, stay a while and swim in the river. It continues to hold a spell over me that will never break 
even if I were never to go back. The echoes of laughter at the river are faded now, and the bush is slowly reclaiming many of the houses. Only a handful of the original Tralfermadorians visit the place. The rest have moved on to other lives, and most likely view it as a phase of their life when they lived hippie ideals. The river house still stands and will give sanctuary for many years to come. The best place to sleep remains in the mezzanine, behind the fireplace, up in the trees with the possums. If you lie there with the barn doors open to the sky, you can hear the river talking to the creek and you will learn many, many exceptional secrets. Your ravenous heart will swell and you will sink into sleep with deep exhalations and like any you have known before. This last chapter takes Blaze away from her gypsy childhood into the world where she needs to learn to live her life based on others' expectations. Can you remember a time when you left the freedom of childhood behind and moved into the routine of schooling and the transition to a more routine, timetabled life? I have wonderful memories of the stories of Enid Blyton. To this day, The Magic Faraway Tree is still one of my most loved books. Can you remember a childhood book that took you into that wonderful world of imagination? Do you ever let yourself go back into that world as an adult? Do you remember as you were growing up reigning in positive qualities of your true self, such as showing initiative, being sensitive, or being thoughtful, for fear of a negative response from others. Blaze writes that it has taken her almost 30 years to regain the things that she learned to tame for fear of criticism. Can you relate to this? Blaze has learned what she needs to make her heart swell with joy and the things that replenish her emotional energy. Have you learned what replenishes you? And if so, do you make time to replenish yourself? And if not, can you take the time to do something for your hungry heart, such as watching morning mist rising or sun dancing on water, listening to birdsong, feeling soothing water and sunshine on your skin, absorbing the words of a poem or beautifully written prose or song, painting a donkey that is just the right size. I recommend reading the road to Trofamador is bathed in river water. 
while the name Trelfamador may be a made-up name. The place is a real place in Victoria and provides a wonderful setting to explore the joy and wealth that comes from being immersed in nature, imagination and reading. Our bodies will guide us if we take the time to listen. To help us think about that, I'll read The Call by Charlotte Mew. So again, I invite you to relax, settle back and let yourself listen. From our low seat beside the fire, where we have dozed and dreamed and watched the glow, or raked the ashes, stopping so we scarcely saw the sun or rain above, or looked much higher than this same quiet red or burned out fire. Tonight we heard a call, a rattle on the window pane, a voice on the sharp air, and felt a breath stirring our hair. A flame within us, something swift and tall, swept in and out, and that was all. Was it a bright or a dark angel? Who can know it left no mark upon the snow? But suddenly it snapped the chain, unbarred, flung wide the door, which will not shut again. And so we cannot sit here anymore. We must arise and go. The world is cold without and dark and hedged about with mystery and enmity and doubt. But we must go. Though yet we do not know who called or what marks we shall leave upon the snow. Have you learned what it is that you have tamed and need to take time to regain? But suddenly it snapped the chain, unbarred, flung wide the door, which will not shut again. And so we cannot sit here anymore. We must arise and go. I hope these words from the poem, The Call, return to visit you, to help you listen to what your body is telling you, to help you to learn how to keep your energy spiralling upwards. As poet Mary Oliver perfectly describes, poetry is a life cherishing force for poems are not words after all they are more than that as necessary as food that we feed our body with another poem I recommend to you is Love After Love written by Derek Walcott my name is Dr Susan McLean bibliotherapist and your host of Bibliotherapy with State Library Victoria. Thanks for joining me for Season 2. If you would like to hear Season 1, visit the Bibliotherapy with State Library Victoria webpage 
or look for it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you would like to get in touch, you can send an email to inquiries at slv.bic.gov.au To finish this episode and season two, I'll leave you with a reread of The Call as another call to take life-changing action. From our low seat beside the fire, where we have dozed and dreamed and watched the glow, or raked the ashes, stopping so we scarcely saw the sun or rain above, or looked much higher than this same quiet red or burned-out fire, Tonight we heard a call, a rattle on the window pane, a voice on the sharp air, and felt a breath stirring our hair. A flame within us, something swift and tall, swept in and out, and that was all. Was it a bright or a dark angel? Who can know? It left no mark upon the snow. But suddenly it snapped the chain, unbarred, flung wide the door, which will not shut again. And so we cannot sit here anymore. We must arise and go. The world is cold without and dark and hedged about with mystery and enmity and doubt. But we must go, though yet we do not know who called, or what marks we shall leave upon the snow. Bibliotherapy with State Library Victoria is a unique podcast series that offers you respite and comfort via the healing power of great stories. This series is brought to you by bibliotherapist Dr Susan McLean and State Library Victoria. For more information about the series, head to www.slv.vic.gov.au forward slash bibliotherapy.